Hi guys, welcome to the student review. This is Lux. And this is Krishna. And we're going to give you your weekly rundown on what's going on. So, um, this is our first episode in this quite new podcast brought to you by the Student Independent. We're a student-run newsletter, so with that, it's kind of obvious we ourselves are students, personally. Yeah. We're both 15, I think, and yeah, we're both yeah. sophomores struggling in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we're excited to kick things off. At the time we're recording this, Thanksgiving just ended. Well, Thanksgiving weekend just ended. So, how's your Thanksgiving, Lux? Definitely weird. I'm usually, my family hosts Thanksgiving every year, but we, this year, had to split it because, obviously, you know, we didn't want too many people in my house, so we made double the food, took it to my grandparents' house, had Thanksgiving lunch, came home, ate the rest of the same food for Thanksgiving dinner, but overall, it was really nice. The way my family approaches Thanksgiving, we're very in touch with our emotions so you can imagine like a lot of crying telling stories reminiscing it was actually really nice and i felt it was really needed after this whole pandemic thing (laughs) imagine (laughs) what about you no i i don't know thanksgiving for me is like a different experience in the sense that um yeah we're not emotional thanksgiving is just about the food you know and I'm kind of the one on food duty, so that's pretty hot. Last year, I did it all by myself. We don't we don't cook turkey, we don't cook gravy or stuffing or any of that stuff. That's just weird to us. Usually, like, we're both Hispanic, right? At least for us, we always cook arroz con gandules every year. Yeah. Um, and then we add, like, whatever we want. So I like cooking tomato soup, mac and cheese, Sweet potatoes. But here's a weird thing. I like my sweet potatoes savory. Like, I know you people do the whole casserole marshmallow thing. I'm sorry. No, I don't like it. I don't like it either. Don't worry. (laughs) My family this year, um, so usually we don't make the turkey. We let my grandma do it. But this year, my, I don't know if you guys, well, if you know this place called Honey Baked Ham, and they basically pre-make your ham. And so they pre-made turkey. And my dad showed up and the machine like that they had with all the names and everything registered in it broke. And so we're talking about like a three and a half hour line stretching out onto the street of people waiting to pick up their turkey. But it was so worth it. So it was so good. We actually had to do like late minute shopping. So we were, we, we realized we don't have enough potatoes. <laughs> and then we had to go again. Publix, right? But it was closed. We ended up going to a tropical supermarket. It was packed. Oh my lord! My sister and I we were running everywhere trying to find the ingredient, and so we were kind of rushing. My family, we don't really cook that much food, and we're five people, mind you. And then I hear my friend, you know, Fernanda. She's got three pies, five hundred different casseroles cooking, and oh, yeah. it's just three people. No, I think a lot of the fun in Thanksgiving comes from the cooking. Like, I wake up every year to watch the parade. I was actually really happy they didn't cancel it this year. It made me super excited. So, yeah, I watch the parade. I cook with my family. Honestly, I'm just glad we were even able to have Thanksgiving. I feel a lot of us thought we weren't going to have one because of Corona, but we pulled through. I think I'm just, like, relieved because we also got election results back from yeah. Arizona, Wisconsin. 
Everything started coming through again this morning, finally. Some recount election results came through. So Wisconsin, I believe Wisconsin, Arizona counted again. And same thing, still Trump's loss. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I'm, for those who probably don't know, I'm very political in the sense that I have my views. I, ha- I like to defend them or at least discuss them. Now, in terms of the election, I don't want to get too political, right? I still want this to be really fun. But I, I'll just talk about the general court case and saying that I'm not surprised that the ele- that the results came in again and then Biden still won. Wisconsin and Michigan, where it's tens of thousands, then it's like, okay, I don't, I don't think there was a miscount of that many votes. And even in Bush versus Gore in like 2000, it wasn't that big of a difference in Florida. But I'm glad that we're respecting democracy, right? Yeah. I've had elections where I wasn't too happy about the results, but I got to live through those four years. If you're not happy with this election, I mean, not everyone's going to be happy, but that's kind of the whole point, right? Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a democracy. I I tend not to get so upset after elections just because, you know, even if it's not exactly what I wanted sometimes, I'm like, well, this is what the system was built for. It's what the majority wants. I think it says a bit about us in terms of the U.S. where it's like, yeah, we get really upset and we're very polarized, especially now. But then you also have to think how many people actually vote because in America, it's very difficult to get more than 60% of the population eligible to vote to actually do it. And I think that's kind of the scariest thing because you're not getting input from a lot of people. And... I, generally, I think that says more about America in terms of how we educate our people, how, and also the candidates that we have, because I don't think many people were that happy on both sides as to who was representing whatever. Honestly, really quickly, just to discuss the candidates, I do, you know, I sympathize with people who are unhappy with the level of representation we get because at the end of the day, I'm like, okay, I'm still waiting for my female president. I know. Right. I was looking at like election news and then I saw my timeline. Oh, watch New Zealand prime minister's debate. And it was two women. And I'm like, exactly. (sighs) Don't get me wrong. Obviously, I'm excited. Kamala Harris is our first female vice president. Female colored vice president. That's beautiful. Yes, ma'am. I'd rather have someone who's a bit younger, who understands kind of the new. In my opinion, I think America's getting a wave of ideology and a lot more progressive movements. And I'm going to say, I think that's why Joe Biden was the right choice, because you're right. We are in the middle of a sort of new wave of like everyone's fighting for social justice. People want um, people want change and evolution. And I think that people aren't always comfortable with change. And Joe Biden is a good balance. You know, Yeah, I think that was really smart. I feel there is a long way to go still. Um, uh, Aside from that, I did want to talk about something going on that's kind of almost local because we do live in Miami, but not local because it's 90 miles away. (laughs) Um, So the San Isidro movement is a movement happening in Cuba right now, which is a really, really big deal. And though it may not seem like it, it's huge because, you know, Cubans fighting for, um, you know, freedom of expression, whether it be through 
words, through the press, through art. It's actually really important because I was having this conversation with my mom, you know, especially because new promises are being made with obviously, you know, when new elects come in, people people want to bring up their issues. And one of those issues for a lot of people, especially living here, is what are we going to do about um, the crisis in Cuba? And what are we going to do about the Castro regime? Because it's, as a Cuban, I can confirm it's been going on for way too long. It's one of those things that you feel, even though it's, it didn't happen to you. And so I got really excited. But basically, I guess here, this post kind of started going viral um, mm-hmm. that was explaining what was going on. And that got me really excited. But to basically explain, in Cuba, they passed sort of this decree a while back. And it was to limit um, certain expressions of art. And then artists have taken to the streets now. They're um, protesting. They're hunger striking. It's a huge deal. And, you know, videos have gotten released and pictures on social media. And that's a big deal because people need to start sharing. People need to see what's going on. And I feel like it's because this has been happening in Cuba for so long. um, It's almost something that we've become used to. We're used to like Cuban people are oppressed. Cuba's in a state of communism, dictatorship. That's just become the normality. But I'm glad that even though it's been going on for 60 plus years now, that people in Cuba have still found the courage to fight up against it. It's a big deal. And I'm hoping that we bring some attention to it. And on the news site, we even bring some attention to it because I think, you know, I think the artists need to get talking because it's the artists who are in Cuba fighting. So I think artists like Camila Cabello, Pitbull, um, Gloria Stefan, like our Cubans, our locals, they need to speak up too. I want to I wanna make sure that the government here is doing something about it and some change has to be made because fighting for your rights in Cuba is deadly. People are out there sacrificing their lives. So I'm hoping... I'm hoping some change happens soon. And I think a lot of the time that um, we kind of think of ourselves as separate from them because, and just generally we're like, oh no, those countries, for example, when you hear about the Middle East, you're like, oh, that's across the other way of the world. While Cuba and Puerto Rico are like less than 90 minutes. It takes just a quick plane ride from Miami to there to go there. And so, no, it's not really like so that different in geography. It's just so different in terms of lifestyles. And, oh. <laughs> and I just think, yeah, I totally agree. I, I really wish you heard more from artists because at least personally for me, like Puerto Rico has experienced so many hurricanes and natural disasters and we haven't gotten the correct aid and during those times. And I you did hear a lot of Puerto Rican artists talking about it. Biggest ones being Lin Manuel Miranda. I love yeah. you. <laughs> Jennifer Lopez. I love you. Mark Anthony. Like all these really big stars. Bad Bunny. Okay. <laughs> like they're talking about it. And I really wish that we could see that from yes, Cuban uh, artists, but also people who generally come from countries where it's not going so well, but they have the opportunity in America. So yeah. they get to the it really does feel so far away for us because we don't we don't live there but it's what's happening it needs to be talked about and that kind of wraps up our section now we'll you know we're hoping to come back next week but for now we're going to hand it off to our other i guess co-workers <laughs> acquaintances uh-huh. We're going to hand it off really quick to Ernest and Laura who are going to review entertainment for the week so enjoy
Hi, my name's Ernest, and I'm here with Laura. Let's talk about what everyone's talking about. The weekend did not get a Grammy nomination. And I'm gonna be completely honest, I couldn't The Grammys are rigged. The Grammys are rigged. They're rigged. I couldn't care less. I just thought that their album was kind of... It felt more of a TikTok anthem than anything else. They had some fire songs. And The weekend, like, you know Taylor Swift always gets, like, a million Grammys? Like, you always have those pictures of her, like, holding, like, the billion Grammys. Like, that she wins. The weekend should have gotten one of those, at least. You know how popular he is? Like, he's just, like, honorary. It's honorary at this point. I do agree. He should have at least gotten one. Like, he got really popular. Chadwick Boseman's birthday was supposed to be on Sunday. But Disney changed the introduction of Black Panther on Disney Plus as a tribute to him. In other news, Nate Robinson got knocked out by Jake Paul in a boxing match. And I'm gonna be honest, I didn't even know Jake Paul was a for real boxer. I thought that was like a joke. Did you not see him boxing earlier? No, I saw him. Didn't he get like a fight with KSI? Yeah, he, he like redid it too. No, he broke his nose a month before, not like a month before the fight. No, I did not know that. Tanimojo had to edit out his nose. Either way, I didn't know that Jake Paul was a for real boxer, and there's so many like YouTubers now like going into boxing. Also, the Gossip Girl reboot started filming. Did you know that, Laura? Binge watched that show all of the summer, and it was probably the best show ever. And I'm looking at the reboot. It's gonna be by HBO. It's gonna be an HBO Max exclusive. It's gonna be ten episodes, not like the regular twenty-four episodes thing. And I saw the new cast, and okay, the old cast. They had such an inviting feel to them, and this like new cast, they give me like creepy. The show, there's always gonna be the attractive rich dudes and girls i mean it's cost girl they literally live off fashion and drama. what i've heard is that the upper east now changed so it's not the same as it was all those years ago now it's diverse and not like so rich people so that's why it doesn't look the same because it changed with times so the tiktok official room awards came up and let's see what it is okay so there used to be musically room and now it's TikTok room, and they had awards. And it was on Google Form, it was really weird, but whatever, they had them. So, yeah. You know who Bonnie is? Isn't she do like a bunch of makeup? She's the clown check. She was like the clown check girl. Okay, so the next one we have Best Songs, Angels and Demons by Jaden Hostler. Have you heard it? No. The only okay. people, I'm gonna be honest, the only people I know who won is Larray for Funniest TikToker. And Vinny Hacker. Oh, wait, I think a good one that was like deserved was one Vinny Hacker, of course, for Hottest Male. I love him. Love and next was um, for favorite TikToker and for the kindest TikToker, Sierra May. She literally does done so much for TikTok, for representation. For those that don't know Laura, the reason she was so excited about Vinny Hacker, well, she has a dying obsession with him. She posts about him, which feels like every day. I think thanks to her, I've seen like 20 of the shower TikToks. Charlie fans are fake. She was accused of buying 100 million followers. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Honestly, does she even need to buy followers? I feel like she she already um, has 100 million, some bots are going to get in there. You know what I mean? I don't think she bought them. And she got canceled because she said she wanted chicken nuggets. Or, I'm sorry, dino nuggies. Okay, if anyone's proof that you can't not get canceled if you like don't want to, it's Richard Shapatis. Like you cannot get canceled. Have you seen I that can... girl for 13 years 
Everyone's been trying to cancel her. Not canceled. And she apparently said the N-word a bunch, a really, really long time ago, and Dixie danced to it. And what they were saying was that it was racist because even though Trisha apologized, she's still like bringing it up and having singing a song with like the N-word just there. I think that does conclude your entertainment news for the week. And we're going to pass it off to Alexandra Hurst and Lux Vargas. Hello, I'm Alex. Um, I'm the guest host for this week's episode because that's something every episode will have a different guest host. This week, right now, what we are recording on November 30th, this episode comes out tomorrow. So our first thing that we're going to talk about, this is going to be like a weekly news. Our first thing is about the coronavirus. It's still a very prevalent thing in our lives. And we all remember how in April, thousands of people were dying. It was a very serious problem. We are actually coming around to that same problem. Right now, we have the highest amount of coronavirus cases since April, and we are going on that uphill climb. Lux is with me. Lux, how do you feel about that? I'm really concerned, obviously. I think it has a lot to do with the fact that the holidays are coming around. People are going holiday shopping. It's... Black Friday, Thanksgiving happened, people are going out. I definitely, there's a big prediction for a spike in cases happening now. So I'm worried about where that's going to take us. I have a feeling schools are going to get shut down again. Schools are already starting to kind of send kids back in in groups. So only have one third of each class sort of in school. We're going to see now in January, Joe Biden has a task force sort of set up to combat the issue. So we can only hope for the best. <laughs> Yeah, you say that about schools. Actually, there is a county in New York City that are opening up all of their schools. Um, yeah, I heard about that. Aside from, of course, thousands of people losing their lives, thousands of people losing their family, um, a lot of people are losing their jobs, too. So jobless claims went up by 78,000 just this week alone. Um, and they are, have no income and even if they're not completely fired, a lot of people hours shortened so they're not getting paid as much as they used to, which of course that leads to many problems. The food bank is doing their best to feed hundreds and hundreds of people. Um, one nonprofit in Massachusetts was interviewed and they said that on average before a couple months ago, they would serve around 250 to 300 people. And now that they have been counting, they serve an average of 900 people. And they're saying that they're running out of food after 45 minutes of opening their doors. So a lot of people are losing their jobs and just trying their best to feed themselves and their family. So we just want to say stay safe with Corona, right, Lux? Um, yeah, please social distance, wear your masks, adhere to guidelines and do research. Don't just listen to everything going on around you or adhere to how your friends are treating the virus. The guidelines, the CDC makes recommendations all the time. You can follow them on social media. It makes your life super easy. Turn on your post notifications. They're constantly updating about the virus. So is the World Health Organization. So honestly, it's not that hard to get informed about it. If you want to, it's very simple. Uh, another topic that I would like to address, the movement of Black Lives Matter is also very prevalent in the world. A lot of lives were lost and it's not just a trend, 
It's not just a quick something that a lot of people were protesting and disappeared. It's still a very important problem that still needs to be addressed and changes do need to be made. One example is this week, a man shot a black teenager, 19 year old Aiden Ellison in a hotel for quote unquote, playing his music too loud. Uh, Robert Keegan was in the man's name and he was with his three-year-old son which was handed over to his grandparents um, after Keegan was arrested. Keegan had a gun on him illegally and he shot Aiden straight through his chest. Aiden was pronounced dead at the scene. Keegan, he pleaded not guilty on all of his charges, but he is expected in court again in February 2021. Um, I'd just like to wrap up really quickly by letting everybody know that when this goes up, Tuesday, December 1st, is going to be Giving Tuesday, which is a day where all charities are open to donations. Some companies are even doubling any donations that you make, so make sure to look it up. Please reach out to charities, see where you can donate and help out, because at a time like now during a pandemic, people are desperately in need. So it's just time for us to unite and to give and to be great members of our community. So yeah, I really hope that you guys... Have a wonderful week and thank you for tuning in.